This is a Capricorn FM podcast. We have a breakfast masterclass this morning. You know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should uh, first start by just giving you an idea of what the construction mafia is. These are typically um, groups of uh, people that invade construction sites and they demand money or take um, a portion of the development uh, projects. Mm. I was once looking for a service. I don't know what I was looking for. And a friend of mine said, no, I'll add you into this group. Uh, I know some guys that uh, specialize in that. So they added me into a construction group. Mm. That construction group has about 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. And every week they complain about the same thing. Yeah. Construction mafia. Because I didn't leave the group after that. Yeah. Um, they share, like, you know, opportunities and stuff. So I always pass opportunities to people. Mm-hmm. But that's the one thing that really bothers them a lot. Yeah. The construction mafia. And the one time when I was looking it up, I mean, in 2019, they reported around 180 mm-hmm. infrastructure and construction projects with about, I think they said 60 plus billion rands yeah. that have been affected by the construction mafia. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Now, Malabanyana Moga December, SIU confirms that there are 712 cases referred for investigation by subs, which resulted to over 700 arrests and 52 convictions. Yes. Well, the problem is not stopping anytime soon. No, it's not. From 180-something hmm. to 712. That is just crazy. Sure. And that's why we're going to have a breakfast masterclass this morning, because the time to fight back has come. Yesterday, during an address, Deputy President Paul Mashatile said that government will intensify the fight against the so-called construction mafias. So we don't have a clear indication of how that will look like, but uh, that's why we are having this breakfast masterclass this morning, to educate ourselves about this group of people and what they demand exactly. People are having it uh, tough. Eh? Mm. I have friends in the construction industry, and they'll tell you, you know, you know the, the extent they have to go to... Hafanyana mm-hmm. here and Hafanyana there. How do you explain to SARS how 1.2 million just disappeared from your account? Mm. It's crazy. That breakfast master class is coming up next. We're talking this morning to award-winning journalist Greg Arde, who's joining us on the line. Good morning, Greg. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us this morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So, Greg, you've covered um, this story way back when it was still bubbling under the surface. What actually prompted you to start investigating the construction mafia? Well, um, I started writing about this issue because it, it was a, a natural extension of uh, the research I did for a book called War Party about political assassinations. That book was published by Charles in 2020. Yeah. And a summary of it is simply violence and assassinations show how the underworld poses such a threat to democracy in South Africa. So there are lots of moving parts to this construction mafia story, but essentially it's about gangsters closing up to politicians and vice versa. Um, it's about a, a predatory elite that uses violence once. Um, I'll give you the, the, the legal definition or some legal definitions of extortion. It's obtaining something, especially money, through force or threat. Somebody demands a benefit from somebody in return for not hurting them. And that's what we're seeing play out across the country in small and big swindles and, um, and mafia rackets. And that's really what I've been looking at. And, you know, we talk about the country's intelligence all the time, but has the construction mafia, to, to some extent, exposed gap in our ability as a country to curb criminal activity? 
I, I don't believe that that they have done, um, you know, a barely good enough job. To be honest, um, if you look at if you look at what this construction mafia is, um, if you unpack it, I mean, it started on construction sites and it started on, um, with politically connected thugs, basically, who 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 were open about um, their association with criminals. And then it's moved and it's morphed into this thing of business forms across the country, not only on construction sites, but um, in different sectors and logistics and you know, every little swing, uh, opportunity there is to extort and put yourself in, in between in a deal, um, it, it's happening. And, I, and I, I, I definitely don't believe that, um, that criminal intelligence is on top of this. C- criminal intelligence... Uh, uh, we, we know it's lacking. I mean, from the stories that have that have appeared in the paper, myself and other journalists have written about it. The, the media is awash with these stories about crooks on the criminal intelligence payroll and how um, you know it, sh- it shows that the criminal intelligence system isn't functioning properly, or, or at times it's manipulated. We know this from from the riots in in, in 2021. Repeated acts of sabotage happened because. Criminal intelligence was compromised, so I don't believe that we're getting enough intel, or getting the intel that we should be getting. Yeah. You know, about, uh, I think about a month ago, Paul, we were having this uh, similar conversation. And one of the questions I asked was, why has it taken our leaders in the country and even politicians, if they are not involved in this construction mafia, so long to act upon this? But now we hear Deputy President uh, Paul Mashatili saying the country must fight back. Why do you think it has taken so long for government to fight? I mean, I'm not saying that at every construction site, there should have been a sub helicopter landing there delivering a guy with a black hat to address some of these issues. But surely this, there should have been something done a long time ago. Complexion, I believe that this, the, the issue relates to the, 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 so the genesis of the construction mafia. It's born out of, um, it's born out of the ANC's call for radical economic transformation. And that's what gives it credibility and, and, and legitimacy. And uh, on every pa- platform, ANC leaders and, and uh, officials sympathetic to the ruling party, you know, spark this, this RET um, philosophy. Sure. And what it does is, it's, is, is it basically gives uh, uh, credence to the notion that you should engage with criminals. Um, and, and if you unpack it, there's a very legitimate claim uh, and, and, and argument for widening the economy, no doubt about it. But, but and, and, and construction companies are behavioral cartels, there's no getting around that. Mm. And there's a lack of transformation in, in, in so many sectors. But there's no way that rational law-abiding citizens will agree with the notion that you engage over the barrel of a gun. And so to answer the question um, simply, they're not dealing with it because they are, they, they have incubated it, for want of a better word. Mm. Yeah. So um, at this point, do we have an idea of who the forces might be behind this whole operation? The Pablo Escobar's. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, you know, if possible, to, an understanding of whether this is something that's exclusive to certain areas or whether it's a nationwide pro- problem. So it, it expresses itself in different ways in different areas across the country, but it's happening across the country. It's very tempting to, to, to say at times that there are masterminds involved here because of the scale of some of the, of the rackets. They involve huge big companies and big 
um, um, uh, uh, procurement issues and supply chains. And, and I mean, there's some smart people that, you know, um, doing this. It, and it's not just a bunch of um, roughnecks in, invading a, a construction site saying, you know, let me pull this event. No, there's some sophisticated stuff going on here, but, and, and it warrants further analysis always, you know. Um, I, I'm, but I'm wary of, of, of sort of buying into conspiracy theories. I think, so, so there's, a, there's a, an opposition MP, a guy called Celo, uh, and he, he's done an amazing job of trying to hold the government account uh, on facts and figures. So I, I read the statement um, um, that um, Deputy President Mashatulik maybe last night or yesterday, but to go on the, you know, acting against the construction market. And I do believe that this is a genuine intent, you know. I, 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 I don't doubt it. I see cops and private investigators and attorneys working really hard on this. But what the government doesn't seem to show, or certainly not to me anyway, is like a coordinated, deep-thinking approach to this. Um, like, let's map this issue. Let's get the data. And Cello has asked for the data, and he's and he, and he, and he asked in Parliament, and he's, and he's put in a Public Access to Information Act uh, application. Yeah. He still doesn't have it. I spoke to him yesterday. And essentially what, what, we, what we need to know is who's being arrested for extortion in South Africa, where, when, and when they appeared in court. Because then if we can find out who all those people are, we can begin to map them. And I think that's critical, because if we say that this is a threat to our country, then we've got to respond accordingly yeah. with intelligence. Yeah. Um, small Europe, a.k.a. the country of Cape Town there, I think you know why I'm saying that. <laughs> they said that they would no longer reveal how much they are spending on infrastructure upgrade projects due to the risk associated with this extortion or construction mafias. If we are to have a blanket approach and, you know, you advertise projects but you don't say for how much exactly, could this be a solution? Um, I don't agree with that. <laughs> and I can understand why you respond to the to, to circumstances according to uh, whatever's happening in your area. But ultimately, think about the how that plays out. Convention. It, it plays out badly. It, 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 what we need in, in South Africa to, to, to fight corruption is transparency. So, we, and I, you know, that in, the, the information, I mean, I was speaking to a guy in a big industrial area in Kazakhstan this week, and he said, you don't understand how smart these guys are. They like totally know the, the, the business landscape better than, than we business people do. So they, they have access to information anyway. You know, um, hiding how much you're spending on procurement is not gonna, is not gonna outwit them. You have to, you have to be smarter than that. All right. I think we'll leave the conversation here. Obviously, it's going to be a big talking point over time. There will always be someone from supply chain who will lick the figures. <laughs> also, yeah, there's that. <laughs> and there's that as well. But, Greg, thank you for being generous with your time and talking to us this morning. That's award-winning journalist Greg Arde. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.